Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm your host today, Austin Williams. And I'm back again for a second week in a row. Always excited when I get to do back-to-back episodes. This week, I am sharing the music of Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez is a violinist that uses electronics and synthesizers to enhance their uh, palette with the instrument. And I had a wonderful conversation with them about uh, their journey with electronics and uh, how being brought up as a classically trained violinist and transferring those skills or maybe uh, that training left out some parts that would otherwise allow um, for them to be the active improviser that they are today. But it's always a journey and I think it's fascinating to see what people are doing to enhance or to get to that point where they are in their journey. The first track we heard was waning off of Raquel's um, first debut album called Sonic Creations for Violin and Lyra. And that is largely what we're going to be talking about today in the episode is this specific album and the experience of working with a specific synthesizer and um, the use of the violin with it. I'll let the interview do the talking. Um, And before we jump into it, though, I would love to mention that Relevant Tones has started our Patreon. Um, Go check it out. Um, I mentioned it last week, but we are still in the beginning process of making it. So if you have any um, requests or ideas or um, features that we would um, or you would like to see in the Patreon as a supporter, please let us know. Um, drop us a line at the email and um, check us out at on patreon.com and search relevant tones. All right, enough of that. I'll shut up and we will get to the interview. Please enjoy. All right. I am joined by Raquel Gonzalez. Um, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you. Yeah. 
Um, I met Raquel, and unfortunately, we actually didn't get a chance to talk that much at the show, but um, I met Raquel um, because they performed at the Department of Harmony, a cool DIY venue in Logan Square in Chicago, and Raquel does really cool stuff with looping, electric violin, and um, other electronic elements with it, so had to get Raquel on the show. Uh, <laughs> Um, again, uh, going back to that show, congratulations. That was a really cool performance. Um, I mean, that whole night was just, you know, really cool energy all around. Thank you. Yeah, it was, I, I didn't really know what to expect going into that show, but yeah. I saw that there was like a harp player and I was like, oh yeah, like that's, <laughs> that's totally what I'm trying to like, you know, play with. Yeah. Um, yeah. That whole lineup was awesome. Yeah, I was just overall, I mean, your performance was excellent. And then, of course, I knew um, uh, the the set that was before you. Um, my friend Barry, who plays bass, um, was in that set. And so I, but I obviously stuck around for the whole thing. So, um, yeah, it's great. I, you know, it's, it's, I love the DIY scene in Chicago. You never know who you're going to run into. And I love the, um, just the experimental or like otherwise scene in Chicago because it's generally like, a group of uh, <laughs> equally, I don't want to say awkward, but equally, you know, interested in individuals uh, in otherwise kind of niche uh, styles of music. And it's always very supportive to me and not very like, there's very little gatekeeping. And um, I definitely got that sense that night for sure. Me too. Um, I think Chicago is really special in that way that there's always just, you know, people passing through and you know you can totally throw together a bill that is so diverse mm. and awkward and strange <laughs> and <laughs> very cool um yeah but yeah you can there's it's it's great that like there's so many people uh passing through on tours that are willing to do little stops like that yeah absolutely and that's that is the other thing too it's sometimes these are like tour stops and i feel uh special to just kind of like stumble into these uh situations but um but enough about that night um congratulations on your album that released um this previous year uh when did it release exactly thanks um it came out early october of 2022 sure sure uh how long was the uh process of making that was it um kind of a long deal or was it something that kind of came together quickly uh, it was a long deal. Yeah. <laughs> I had gotten a, a Lyra synth from a friend who let me borrow it for like an extended period of time. And I don't know, I was just messing around with it and making little videos. And that's still, you know, I don't know, the pandemic, like things were opening back up again. Mm -hmm. But um, it was definitely like after that big shutdown but i was like still not going out that much mm -hmm. and um the trouble in mind folks um bill uh is his name he i asked him how he like found me because um it initially started with like getting an instagram message mm. from trouble in mind asking like hey, we have this Explorer series tape. Um, 
would you like to make one? Mm. And this was after, I guess he saw some kind of like Lyra video that I posted mm. and uh, I didn't know if it was like a legit thing. <laughs> I was like, I've been following this label for years and now they're like contacting me. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so the album was like that endeavor was started like after I received that communication. So I didn't sure. really have anything like ready to go or recorded, um, you know, that was like all me yeah. uh, for like any kind of tape. Yeah. It yeah. was a long process. I would say like just under a year sure. because once, once they reached out, I was like, Oh, I can like, create something like specifically for this tape now yeah, yeah um and a lot of it was just a lot of like improvising and messing around during the winter time like when i was very hunkered down yeah at the time yeah it's definitely an album of exploration i totally get that um but i think it's um you you find a really solid space um to have this new instrument or this new voice in your life um to expand it
that kind of comes to like one of my questions of um, you were or are <laughs> a violinist and then you started to uh, take a step into electronic instruments. How have you found that electronic instruments have kind of expanded your voice or allowed you to explore different territories? Um, and maybe on the other side, how do you feel it's uh, not restricted, but like kind of made you be, uh, it's it, or like humbling, like maybe it's, mm. you've had moments during, during that time as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me start with the first one, yeah. uh, which was, you asked about how electronic instruments have kind of like expanded my, my musical world mm -hmm. here. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've had an electric violin. That was like one of my first big purchases when I graduated college. Uh, college, and I was like, I'm getting this. This is a treat for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't really. I was just not savvy at the time with, uh, you know, like signal chain and like setting up pedals and mm -hmm. like you know all mm -hmm. of that stuff. So um, that was a long process. Um, and again, like 2021, I had a friend who was just very into like synths and electronic music of all kinds yeah. and um, plugged my electric violin into a Moog, <laughs> put a guitar pick like in between the keys to hold one key down so that it like my violin signal would be affected. Mm. And, um, you know, and then it was like, I was playing my violin through the synth and hearing how the synth was changing that signal for the first time. And I was like, I didn't even know this was a thing. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. So that was like the switch that really, flipped at that time I was like wow I can do so much with this and then um <clears throat> when I got the Lyra on loan I definitely plugged my violin into that and that one was like not pretty <laughs> that, yeah, the, yeah um the a lot of the stuff on the tape I'm sure you've noticed is not um like pretty classical music like you would think right. of like a violin player it's very like dissonant yeah. and weird and harsh that um, kind of so that kind of brings me to a question i have um so we hear obviously there's noise or sound throughout the album but um is all of that is the original signal coming from the violin and then processed through the lyra or are there sometimes where it's just the um uh synth by itself yeah i would say most of the a side of that tape is mostly synth okay. like alone yeah but there's some uh tracks on the b side uh that have my violin going yeah. through it i actually just got i don't have the lyra anymore but um i just got um an organelle yeah. by Critter and Guitari. Yeah. So that is another really cool tool. That's the one. I actually used that for the first time in my live set back in December at that Department of Harmony show. Yeah, I thought I remembered seeing one there uh, scattered yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How, that uh, was like 
the first time I used it and it was, yeah. it went pretty smoothly and I had a, um, what is it? A foot switch connected ah. to it for the looping capabilities. But I used that as a looper for that show. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's uh, always a journey, right? And that's it's honestly impressive that you've um, are relatively new to the the electronic music world and 
you seem to be very comfortable with using the instruments and how to process it. Um, but I, I would stand to say that the, the voices or the range of voices that you explore in the album uh, definitely speak to uh, <laughs> the just the versatility or maybe the willingness to just let something go in a direction and not try and like really control it so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I tend to say um, the weirder, the better. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of artists that do uh, soundscape stuff. And even I follow um, a lot of other string players, not even necessarily violinists, but um, a lot of people that incorporate electronics into their set. And it was not um, easy to, you know, like understand how everything works at first, but um, after a while, you know, it, it comes a lot more naturally. Yeah. I mean, so I, I got to ask, do you have a classical background or is violin something that you've just kind of always had in your life um, one way or another? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely have a classical training. Um, yeah. I've been playing since I was in second grade. Oh, wow. So I think I think <laughs> I've hit the 20 year point, uh, probably. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> Or I'm, or I'm about to. Yeah. So like right around 20 years. Um, but yeah, let's see. I had uh, the privilege of studying with a private violin teacher mm -hmm. like once a week growing up. Um, and I was in like youth orchestras. Yeah. Um, and yeah, most of that stuff was classical. It wasn't until I got to college um, and took some courses there where I, um, you know, got into like arranging a song for the, like a pop song mm, or, mm -hmm. you know, playing my professor's like electric violin or whatever and learning that kind of just like non-classical performance side of things. Yeah, um, yeah.
I find it interesting whenever I come across people who are like um, performer, composer, kind of the whole, you know, all in one type deal and kind of asking where you see yourself in the canon of like concert works and based on like how you learned your instrument and then how you saw yourself with your instrument maybe later on in life um, and then maybe where you see yourself in the context of like the the canon or like um what uh, you know. yeah 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 so there's definitely like gaps in my knowledge like if like i said i grew up kind of studying mostly classical music mm -hmm. um meaning that i learned how to play stuff that's already written it's been pretty much the same way for you know hundreds of years for sure like, i don't know mozart whatever yeah um so it's like yeah i learned how to read the music i learned what you know these markings you know the dynamics are whatever mm -hmm. and um it was really hard for me it took me several years to be comfortable with other styles like a common question is like what's the difference between violin and a fiddle and it's like it's the style that's different it's like not mm -hmm really anything about the instrument it's the style so I would try branching out with bands and uh at first you know they're like oh yeah let's jam and I like did not know how to improvise <laughs> yeah because you don't if you're like learning classical stuff you're not really practicing that skill and yeah. that is totally like its own skill right um and it wasn't until like the end of college or after college that it, you know, I even started to do that.
Yeah. I think um, everyone has their own journey. Um, everyone who becomes an improviser or improvises with uh, music, and not even music, but like any art medium, um, kind of has their own journey on how they arrived there because people are typically taught in like a formal structure, um, i.e., you know, reading music and otherwise. But how we arrive there definitely, it always influences, you know, how we improvise, what we improvise with. Um, and then also kind of how we can shift that and like um, go from improvising with other people. And then um, example for you, you know, now you're improvising with a synthesizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a long road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it took a lot of practice and just like revisiting music theory concepts. Mm. And that was like another thing for like jamming with with I don't know, essentially rock bands. Um, you know, a lot of those jams were with people that, you know, didn't read music or, mm-hmm. you know, don't really have that like technical knowledge, which, you know, is totally fine. Yeah. But it's hard to think about it one way. It's like, oh yeah, this sounds like it's an A minor. And then, you know, you like ask what chords they're playing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just like it's totally like a language barrier kind of thing for me. It's just like, oh, okay. I'm just gonna like do this by ear, I guess. (laughs) You know? Yeah, I've I've been there. Um and it's you know, you don't always wanna sometimes you wanna take your yourself away from um certain structures or tools or something like that. Um but they do exist for a reason sometimes and does make things a little easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh great. Yeah. So um uh, speaking of um improvising or, you know, working on this album, I don't know if you want to go into a bit more detail about um I don't know if there's like a specific track or a specific um song on the album or moment um maybe you can talk about something that was kind of an aha moment or something that you might have like really wrestled with for a bit okay let me think about this yeah i think you know like i said okay the a side and the b side there's more strings and like violin signal distortion, whatever on the B side. Uh Um, I think it was really difficult to dial in a sound that made the violin like not sound like a violin. Mm. Like it was, the synth was very touchy and it's, it's got a lot of knobs (laughs) (laughs) and you know, it's, it's, it looks a little intimidating and, um, I would spend a lot of time trying to tune the synth Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, like structure a chord on each like little uh, button, I guess. And um, it was really hard to be playing the violin and be like, you know, you can't really like turn knobs at the same time. I've heard of people turning knobs with their feet or playing with their feet <laughs> while they do uh, like an instrument with their hands, wow. which is pretty, I, I, I didn't get there, but um, <laughs> it's a thing that they do with that particular synth. So yeah. Yeah. Wild. 
Yeah, um, it's like really hard to duplicate any kind of setting unless, you know, you're like very precise and like have a picture and reference and like notes about it. Um, right. I'd right. say that was a struggle. And like, you know, trying to incorporate the violin into it while not touching the, the knobs, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to play that thing with my feet. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, you're always tempted to, you, you, you like, and I run into this a lot myself when I'm working with um, synthesis and what, um, otherwise, you know, you, you, you get this moment where the, the, the clouds break and the sun shines through and you're like, oh, this is great. And then you kind of, at least for me, I, I, I tell myself, I'm like, oh, how can I make this better? And then you kind of keep messing with it and then it kind of messes it up and then you're like, oh crap, now I have to like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> find my way back to where I was. Um, and I, yeah, 
I, I kind of resonate with that. Um, and you also learned that, um, you know, the, the Western tuning system is kind of a lie when you're dealing with instruments that don't really care about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot of Lyra music that's out there is just like drone uh -huh. ambient, like not a whole lot going on. And I, that's like not what my album is there's like a lot going on um i, was gonna I think say, anyway yeah there's there's a quite a diverse um range of sounds uh you're getting from the instrument um be it through with your violin or not um i you know it's definitely not just like a, a droney um synth album yeah i would look for you know like what are other people doing with this instrument and it was very just like one note just going on and on and on forever. And it's just like, this is, you know, this is cool, but there's like a lot more that you can do with this particular instrument. So, yeah. 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 Um, so speaking specifically about the album, I really appreciated the kind of the two bookends that are longer um, works. And then, I don't know, I, I like the, the shorter pieces in the middle because um, you just get these like snapshots of um, a really cool sound for just a little bit and then you kind of move on. Um, and they're not unrelated to each other at the same time, though. So, I, you know, congrats on that. I, I felt a through line throughout it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah I, um, I didn't know. Uh, I think trouble in mind was like it can be 30 to 40 minutes and when I finally you know started working on this project I you know re would record the the really long ones just like long like just messing around with the synth and like the longer tracks at the beginning and end of the tape um are definitely just like cut up experiments of those you know just sure of the longer just sessions where I would just record. Um, and um, some of the shorter stuff, I was like, damn, 30 to 40 minutes is actually kind of a lot. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah, it was a little challenging to like, make sure I was like filling the space. Um, yeah. You know, just thinking about it that way. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, do I want to just fill the space? I could just, you know, make a drone but I'm, I don't, you know, I would rather do something else. Yeah. Yeah. It's more, um, it seems very intentional in that way. Um, mm -hmm. rather than mm -hmm. just kind of having these filler tracks that you might have in, um, other albums or in other projects just to like fill out, like you said, like a 30 to 40 minute album, but, um, every track has its purpose and like all the sounds in it seem very intentional or, placed within the album in an intentional way yeah 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 awesome um great i am gonna open up the floor to you do you have anything you want to speak about the album um, that we haven't touched about yet uh sure yeah um like i said that was made with a lyra Mm -hmm. I no longer have the Lyra, um, so I have not worked with it in a while. But, you know, maybe one day I'll get my own. Yeah. Um, but it really, like, that whole process um, really opened up a lot of doors for me. 
like last year was like a really big year for me, I guess, as a musician, I started playing live shows for the first time. Like I just started doing all of that. And, um, you know, um, sound design, I guess, is the word that people use. Um, Mm. It's that it opened up like that whole world of like, what can I do with my violin that like, you know, makes it not sound like I'm playing a violin. Yeah. Um, Let's see what else. Um, I, yeah, I just didn't think I would be like doing what I'm doing now. And I have a few shows coming up. Okay. Um, Yeah. One is this weekend, January 28th at compound yellow in Oak park. Okay. And then I have one on March 11th with, uh, a colleague of mine who's also a string player. Um, her name is Billy Howard and we're going to be playing at the hungry brain. Oh, nice. March 11th. I, 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 we'll try and make that i try and go to the hungry brain when i can so yeah it's a great spot it really is it's awesome that's awesome great um well again congratulations on the album um and then congratulations on you know expanding and finding new voices for you to express yourself with yeah thank you so much of course and once again we unfortunately only have time for that today uh, me and Raquel had a bunch of other conversations just about um, music creation in general and yeah, largely about having a classical background, figuring out how to improvise, and then using electronic uh, instruments to enhance your improvisation even further. So I hope you enjoy the excerpts today. Um, many of them are shorter, uh, back-to-back ones. Um, please go check out the full album at um, Raquel's Bandcamp. Uh, bandcamp.com and search Raquel Gonzalez. Um, you can also um, check out their website at Raquel-Gonzalez.com and find out all their info there. Uh, once again, uh, please go check out the Relevant Tones Patreon. Uh, go to patreon.com and search Relevant Tones and you'll find our stuff there and we will hopefully have more services available soon for subscribers and patrons. Uh, help keep this podcast going. Help us um, get uh, the the great content on here that you like to uh, listen to. So, um, as always, Relevant Tones is a product of Access Contemporary Music. Uh, please check out more at acmusic.org, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks.